Hello, and welcome to Manifestor Academy for Entrepreneurs with Michelle Anderson. If you are curious about how to manifest the life and business of your dreams, you're in the right spot. I will be sharing interviews, tips, tricks, stories, and anything I can think of by lifting up the hood on my own experience and my own businesses, including my coaching practice, about how you can manifest your dream life and business I hope you enjoy it. If you want to learn more, you can always go to michelleanderson.com. That's Michelle with two L's and Anderson with an S-E-N at the end. So, well, thank you so much for your time. And I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Well, just so that the audience knows, um, today I have joining with me Stephanie Slocum, founder of Engineers Rising LLC. She is an engineer, author, speaker, and mom of three young girls, and she helps female engineers create a path to the career and life they deserve. So I love the way that you explain your journey and your story and what you do much better than the way I would. So if it's okay with you, I just want to dive in and, and get curious about the things you've done so far and where you're taking Engineers Rising. Sounds great. Well, I heard from you your awesome book writing journey and your why behind it. Can you talk a little bit about this? Certainly. Um, so, so as you said, I'm an engineer uh, and I worked as an engineer for 15 years um, before I started the company um, Engineers Rising that I have now nine months ago. So last summer, um, the book writing journey. So, you know, as a kid, I always loved to write, um, but when I went, but I also like science and math. So when I was looking at like career options, um, I went the science and math route, but as a result, like every time I had a chance to write at work, I would. Uh, but that kind of made me this kind of, I guess, weird, weird engineer, uh, because not a lot of engineers like, like to write. Um, so like, as you're talking about, you know, manifesting things in your career, in your life, that, you know, sticking with things that you're really good at. Um, for me, that was writing and I kept on sticking with it, even though once again, it was kind of a weird, I wouldn't say it was like discouraged, but it was kind of a weird thing. Um, I, so I, I worked in this career uh, and then I had this series of like events occur all simultaneously in my life. Um, I've got exposure to someone who helped a coach that helps you write self-published books. At the same time, my daughter was going through a class at school um, in second grade where she was writing a book. Um, and I was doing a lot of mentoring uh, for you know, female engineers and some male engineers, but mostly female engineers uh, at the time. And I'm like, you know, I could capture all of this stuff and put it in a book. Um, so that's what I did. I over the course of a year, I was working, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week for someone else. This was a side project. Uh, and I, I wrote this book and packed in like all the knowledge I had had that I wish someone had sat down and told me, but I had to learn the hard way because um, sometimes that's how it goes. Uh, 
I wish someone had told me all this, like when I was first starting my career, when I first realized that like in college, they're all like, STEM's awesome. We need more engineers, like women go into STEM and you get out and start working and realize there's really still are people out there who think that women can't be as good of engineers or better than men. Um, so I packed all this kind of like practical knowledge into that book. Uh, and even when I was getting ready to publish it, I had these like thoughts in my head, like, should I really publish it? What are people going to think about me? Like, I, I never set out to be like that woman who was, you know, championing, championing female engineers in the workforce. Like, that's, that's not, was never my intent. And I was scared that if I put myself out there like this, um, I would all of a sudden become a target um, for everyone that, you know, doesn't like women's rights. And there are a lot of those out there. Um, but I was like, you know what, like, if I can help one woman, if I can help a couple women overcome some of the things that I had to learn the hard way, it's worth it. And I have three daughters, like you said, um, and they're starting to show interest in, you know, science, math, engineering. Um, and I, you know, if I can touch the women that are there now and help them stay in the field, because I truly believe the more of us we have, uh, the more likely we can create this movement for change. Um, then, you know, that will help the women that are there now, that will help my daughters. So I, I put this book out into the world, um, really just not knowing what would happen. Um, like I said, and as I was working, you know, full time, and this was a side project, I did not tell my employer about it. Because um, once again, I was afraid of the reaction here. Um, and, you know, that, that's a story for another day. But the book came out, and we had like a 1000 downloads in the first week, I got asked to come speak about the topic to young professionals to women in engineering. Uh, I got asked to go for like various like media interviews and things talking about this subject. And I quickly came to the realization that I could, you know, I was good at what I was doing in my design work as an engineer. Um, but I had this other thing, this book, this mission now to help empower, encourage, and inspire other female engineers and help them along on their journey. And I could do both of those okay. Um, but I, you know, there's not enough hours in the day to do both extremely well. Uh, and so I came to a point where I said, you know, like, this is my passion. This is my mission. I can give a voice um, to women who may not feel like they can speak up in their environment because they're working for someone else. Um, so we made plans. Uh, I quit my job at the end of June last year and founded Engineers Rising in July um, to really, like, create the movement and help other female engineers uh, succeed in their, in their careers. That is, I, I love your story. And you talked about like leaving something that you were good at. And I had it in my notes too. It was really just, I loved how you said you could, you could do something that you're really good at or, you know, follow your mission or, you know, tell me more about that and, and what that felt like and why you made that choice. Okay. Um, there's a danger in life at you have some things you're good at and but they don't like light the fire under your butt they don't make you jump out of bed in the morning and be like yes this is what i was put on this earth to do um 
And for me, so like I had spent 15 years honing my craft as an engineer. Um, and I like the design work. I really like the collaboration part. So, you know, getting a bunch of people together to build a building. So I was a structural engineer working to design like large commercial architecturally complex buildings. Um, getting, you know, all those groups with different goals together and like finding a way to construct something out of nothing. Um, that's, you know, the part I really liked. But it got to a point where I was starting to feel like I wasn't, you know, super challenged anymore. Um, I really was fascinated by the people part of it. And what I found was like, I like doing the design stuff, but when I got to like go out and talk to college students about this, when I got to go out and talk, like mentor people, like it just, it made me go from, okay, like, this is fine part of my day. Like that started to be the part of the day that I looked forward to the most. Um, and what I found was because I looked forward forward to it so much, um, it just like made, it inspired me to do better in other, in other parts of my life. Um, so like for me, it wasn't like I woke up one morning and said, okay, I'm quitting my job. I'm, I'm, gonna go focus on this thing because you know I am probably like the most risk adverse person <laughs> um, or I feel like I am in the world like I never I never set out to say you know I want to start my own company like that was never a mission for me um, and I, I feel like that's important to bring up because in a lot of entrepreneurial communities everyone's like I was a born entrepreneur um, that is not me but my mission and the the gift i was given to like help give a voice to women that maybe don't have one or that i can help move them forward in their careers um just it made me get up in the morning it made me say you know my mission is greater than myself and yeah i may be good at these these other things but i can be great at this and like none of us want to be average in life, you know? Um, and in my case, there are lots of engineers that can do the design stuff. There are not a lot of engineers that are willing to stand up and say, hey, like, here's how you take this kind of gender biased environment and thrive in it. Here's how you ha take your career, which you're frustrated in, and, and take it to the next level where what you're doing aligns with who you are. That's pretty awesome. And I, you know, you could have fooled me about like being a born entrepreneur just because I've met you after your book is published and after you've started your company. So I just have listened to you speak so excitedly about it and, and passionately, which um, is just fun for me to, to hear. And um, I remember you telling me some of the things that you work on with the women in the mentorship and some of the themes that come up often. And I was kind of, I never thought what you were going to tell me, but tell me a little bit about what they ask you about the most and what struck you the most about what they really needed. Okay. Um, so a lot of times my clients will come to me with some refrain on, I'm stuck. Um, a lot of times they'll initially think they're stuck because they have some 
manager, male or female, um, who has some, you know, kind of unconscious bias going on that they, they can't get the projects they want, or they feel like they're working a ton um, and not getting like the work-life balance part where they want it to be. But then when I start dialing in deeper, like asking, okay, why do you feel this way? What's actually happening to you? Um, like, what, what do you think you can do to, to solve the problem? We talk through all these different things. A lot of times what I find, which was completely shocking to me as well, uh, is that a confidence issue is at the root of a, of a lot of these problems. Um, because I think what happens is that even if you are a very confident sort of person going into engineering, and you know we all know that if you made it through engineering school, that's a tough curriculum. I mean, you have to be smart to make it through there. Um, but when you go into this environment where you get these constant kind of microaggressions, so these constant things coming at you that say you don't belong, you don't fit, you're weird in this space and you don't have a community around you of either male or female engineers that are supporting you and lifting you up, that beats at your confidence. And over time, I think what happens is it results in a lot of women not trusting themselves anymore, not trusting that like this happened to me. Is it just me? Is this in my head? Am I imagining it? And it just ticks away at their confidence levels. Um, so like I said, that was a huge shock to me that when you actually dive, like on the surface, that's not what it looks like. But when you dive in at the root of almost everything is a confidence issue. That is so powerful that you, you know, you kept hearing that. Tell me, tell me how you handle that. Like how, how what tools do you give them? Okay. So the, the first tool that I, I talk them through a little bit is that, is how, how do we build confidence? Um, so one, you need to find that supportive community. Uh, and it doesn't have to be like five people. Uh, most of us, like we can find one or two. Uh, and it needs to be people who you can talk through things with who will be encouraging. Um, so for me, like I live in a small town. Um, my first group, like community people, other than my immediate family, are actually other professional women. So not just engineers, but a lot of doctors and lawyers, because I found in talking to them, they're going through a lot of the same things. They're in this male-dominated environment where they feel like it's sometimes it's a fight every day um, to like overcome all sorts of things they'll hear. So, you know, they'll get asked to write notes, they'll get asked to fetch coffee, um, they'll just, they'll be mistaken for an administrative person in a meeting, all sorts of things like that. So I help them with those like practical tips, like how do you overcome those specific things that happen? But, you know, the first step is to get that community. Uh, the, other, the other tool, which this one sometimes takes a while to sink in, but it's really the best one you can get, is how do you build confidence? Okay, so you might think we build confidence by doing the same thing over and over and over again till we get good at it. Uh, but in my experience, we get confidence when we push the envelope a little bit. Um, so 
for example, in a lot of cases, you know, engineers are pretty notorious introverts. Uh, a lot of us aren't real good with communication or public speaking or that sort of thing. Um, and what I find is I say, if I push you a little bit, so if I say, you know, let's, let's go to a networking event and meet two or three people you've never met before, start up a conversation with them. Um, and they do that and that builds a little bit of confidence. And then we say, okay, well, you know, let's, you have this meeting coming up. You've been wanting to speak up about this particular thing for a while and you haven't for whatever reason. So let's script out and practice what you're going to say, even if it's 30 seconds and script out practice. Okay. So then they go to their meeting, they speak up. So it's those little kind of micro, they're not habits, but they're these little baby steps that build confidence, especially when it comes to using your voice and being able to like stand up for yourself in this environment where, you know, people are not going to stand up for you. Well, of course, I love the using your voice piece. Um, that's big, even as an entrepreneur. And I, I don't relate to these environments. So when you tell me these stories, um, I feel really compassionate towards what is going on. Um, I, I can't imagine being in that situation. Uh, you told me another thing that was really surprising about how spouses are reacting to the females that you're speaking to. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So the, the, one of the interesting things we've, we've found, um, and it's not just, it's not just spouses. And a lot of times it's like older people who have, um, a working woman for a daughter. Um, and I've had a couple of them come to me and say, hey, like either I'm, I'm managing a team or I'm hearing about all these things my daughter is going through. Like what, what can I do to help or support her? Or can I you know, connect her to you um, for you to help and support her? Um, what, what we often hear you know, when, I, when I talk to male engineers is that unless and you know, full disclosure, I'm also married to an, a male engineer. Um, unless they have experienced this for themselves, or they have a close friend who's experienced it, or they have you know, a family member who's experienced it, a lot of times there's this denial. Um, and it doesn't matter that like, you know, in Silicon Valley, we have all these engineers splashed all over the, all over the news for this you know, very blatant, like harassment issues. That's not really what I'm talking about here. So I'm talking about like the unconscious, you know, things you grew up with within your childhood that you believe to be true, but really aren't. So, so a lot of us grew up with this, like, you know, my mom stayed at home, therefore what women are supposed to do when they have kids is stay at home. And you don't articulate that, but it permeates how you treat women in your office. And I'm not just talking about guys, like, a lot of the older female managers will see this sort of same behavior. Um, but, but it's been fascinating to me to watch this kind of, even with the men who have spouses or daughters or friends who have experienced this, um, to be able to put a voice to say, here's what you've experienced, here's why you're experiencing 
experience in it. it here's what you can do about it to you know support the support those women in your life and women here's what you can actually do about it even if you're in an environment that isn't supportive of you at work yeah so basically you're kind of describing how beliefs are carried over and then they're not really true you said they're just they're not they're not real they're they're just you know and a lot of people believe them so it's not <laughs> conducive to their professional lives All right it, exactly and you know if i in the engineering field so i was in the construction industry and oftentimes people be like well we're doing it this way because this is how we've always done it like how many it goes completely against like being an entrepreneur when you hear that statement no i mean i'm sure there's experience in their background but you know lots of times you i'd ask why 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 and i get this like eye roll and like why are you why are you bugging me young lady uh sort of sort of look and then sometimes they answer it as well but you know just just because you think it's true based on your experience and i'm not talking about technical things i'm talking about the non-technical things doesn't mean that it's actually true um, and I think, you know, the, the empathy, being able to look at things from other people's perspective is critically important, uh, particularly in a technical field like engineering, which is really not known, that's putting it nicely, um, for being empathetic towards others. Yeah, I, I would concur. Um, I know that I've dabbled on the fringes of the engineering world um, being an architecture student and then having a landscape company. And um, I never thought of it as very entrepreneurial, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so what do you think is the most surprising thing out of mentor mentoring these women that, um, or, or in your own experience that you haven't spoken about yet that you want the audience to know? I would say like the key, one key takeaway, um, which may be surprising or not surprising from this that I want the listeners to hear is that you, if you are in a place in your business, in your career, that you are not happy with where you are, you need to look inside yourself and decide if you are playing small. So in other words, you know, when I see engineers, and I did this myself for years, in this environment where you are trying desperately to belong and fit in um, and acquire all the skills you need, um, what I found myself doing was trying so hard to fit in that I was like dimming my light to match everyone else's. So, for example, you know, as we're talking, you can hear I have a ton of energy. Um, I am very passionate about this subject, enthusiastic about this. And when I would get talking about things in engineering, like technical stuff, um, that I had this enthusiasm for, I would tend to, you know, start talking like this and like the monotone because in my environment, I thought I had to be, you know, the very serious professional person all the time because that's what I thought I needed to do to fit in. Um, but what I found was that like when I, gave out that energy, I attracted other people to me that were like me. Um, and then we could do, go do amazing things together. 
as opposed to, you know, like I said, making myself small to try and fit into whatever preconceived notion I had of what a professional businesswoman should be. And I hear some, you know, confidence, whatever you want to call it, I hear some variation on this theme from a lot of my clients. So don't make yourself small. Like you need to be who you are and trust that when you are who you are, you will get to where you need to go. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that piece in particular. I, I love that. And the playing small and the shining. Um, I've heard people talk about that too. And uh, I really like the way that you explain that. Well, I know that my listeners, I think, will really just be jazzed about what you shared and, and find, hopefully they'll find it a little synergistic that engineers <laughs> face some of the same experiences that creative entrepreneurs do too. And hopefully there's, there's some engineers listening. Um, but for anyone out there who's curious about your book and where to find you and where to get in touch. Can you tell us a little bit about that and so that people can find out more? So if you want to find out more about my book, uh, it's called She Engineers. So if you go to sheengineersbook.com, uh, there's both a book trailer and you can sign up to get a free chapter. Um, the book is on amazon.com. My website, uh, the name of my company is Engineers Rising. So if you go to engineersrising.com, uh, we have a blog, a bunch of resources uh, for you know, women in engineering. Um, I've also gotten a good bit of feedback from female entrepreneurs as well. So check it out there. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Stephanie Slocum, PE, uh, Facebook, and on Instagram, I'm Steph the Engineer. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. It was great to meet you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the episode today. I'm so glad you were here to give a listen. If you liked it, this is a new podcast right now, so I would really appreciate it if you would give us a review on whatever platform you're listening on, just to let other people know that this is a place where you can learn how to manifest the life and business of your dreams. Also, if you want to find out more, follow us on Instagram. It's Michelle and Anderson with an S-E-N at the end on Instagram and michelleanderson.com is the website.